following message is presented by Community Gospel Church in Bremen, Indiana. It is our great privilege to share this ministry with you. We in no way intend for this to be a replacement for the local church. It is our prayer that this would serve as a resource to help make Jesus Christ known in our congregation and other congregations gathering across the world. For more information about Community Gospel Church, visit www.communitygospelchurch.com. All right, well, how's it going? It's going. Jessica Crawman. Are we on? We're on. You've already started. That's a terrible intro. I'm sorry. Whatever. Welcome, everybody. You'll get over it. I will. I don't listen. You'll get over it. How you feeling? I'm here. Yeah? Don't mind the hacking in the background. I apologize (laughs) now. I talked to somebody the other day that was going through your situation, and um, I was like, you don't sound too good. And they said... um, yeah, well, I've been smoking a lot. That is so how <laughs> I feel. <laughs> it's like They're not a smoker at all. No, no, yeah. me neither. Um, so. That's how, yes. Anyway. And it gets worse at night, so. Unbelievable. Yes. Unbelievable. Loving life right now. Do you take anything? Are you taking anything right now? I don't like medicine. No? Sometimes cough drops. If I just, I, if I, it's, I can't get it under control. When the boys got it, did they like recommend anything? Were they like, no. "Hey, you need to like go to go to the doctor and get like antibiotics or anything?" Nothing. Huh. So it's so just like, "Hey, you're sick. Go home and deal with it." Yeah, I, we don't do medicine at our house a lot anyway, though. Really? So no, we're not big medicine takers. Tylenol. Not really. I think I watched my mom have to take so much medicine mm. growing up that I kind of went the other way. My brothers and I all did, and so we hate to take medicine. And Matt will be like take a Tylenol and I'm like no I have a headache today and I won't do it no I don't it's it has to be if I take something you know I'm really not feeling good Mm -hmm. yeah um I will uh I'll like I'll I'll lay down and go to bed before I take something yes yeah I'll just close my eyes and like sleep for a little bit and if Mm -hmm. I wake up and I still don't feel good I'll be like meh maybe (laughs) (laughs) yeah nope I'm the same way my wife's not though she takes a ton of pills yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I take, like, vitamins, so I well, take pills, but, I mean, like... Yeah. Yeah, like, um, oh, yeah, she take Like, I look at her sometimes, and I'm like, I don't think... <laughs> I don't think we should be I doing that. I don't think you should take that many of them. I have a buddy of mine. He said one time, he said, uh, he said he takes so much, like, ibuprofen, because mm-hmm. he's getting older, and he's like, I had to Google, um, can you OD on well, ibuprofen? Well, that's part of it. Like, growing up with gymnastics and so many, like... I get injured all the time. So you take a Tylenol and ibuprofen. Mm-hmm. I've built up such a tolerance, it feels like. So you don't, you don't even. That it doesn't affect me. Like, I have to take a leave for it to really work. Yeah. But I have definitely taken too much of that because you, like, start to feel jittery. Yeah, I don't like that. It makes me feel weird. Yeah. And, and like, it's just bad. Yep. I'm like, this is not good. I agree. So I avoid it. I hate it. I, I don't like, I don't like feeling like, yeah I'd it's a weird feeling mm-hmm. if you i don't know makes your stomach hurt yes whole nine yards yep, yeah absolutely <laughs> all right good to know this is fun hey uh so we're finishing up hopefully <laughs> i don't even know i if don't we're know gonna what's happening up, but um, yeah we've been walking through for the past two uh episodes um tim ferris's 11 questions mm-hmm. from his uh, new york times best-selling book um uh, tools of the titans yeah I, I forgot what it was it's in um, on our paper yeah it's right there <laughs> uh which is a fascinating book by the way i know i've said that two weeks in a row but um it, it really is a fascinating book and tim ferris is a fascinating individual he's kind of like a guinea pig and um we'll try anything um some of the stuff he tries i'm like ah, i don't know i don't know yeah. if you should do that i don't <laughs> think that's a good that idea that wasn't a good one but i love the 11 questions because essentially they they're a good foundation for just kind of like how you think and how you process and who you are and you've gotten to know a little bit about us and then we're going to move into like ministry stuff and all that all that so anyway um so last time we were together we talked about in the last five years what new belief behavior or habit has improved your life so that means we're on number eight right that was your drum roll yeah okay. <laughs> that was more like a um like not a drum not yeah, a yeah, drum yeah, yeah. it's like a little kid like <laughs> whatever the case is <laughs> doot, doot. uh so number eight all right i i think the end questions are are like the best oh, okay. so full transparency okay? okay so number eight jessica you answer them i'll answer them um this is kind of a two-part question all so right. we'll just start with part a and part, we'll go a. part b what advice would you give to a smart, driven college student about to enter the real world? This is part A. Part A. Okay. Part well, a. I 
I mean, I'm going to have I love that he's a smart-driven college student as if there are dumb, unintelligent I mean, I'm giving students. you a look that no one else <laughs> can see. Have you seen some of the kids that have come out of, like... I teach co- college, you? so I... They're not I've, all smart mm, and driven, and... As a matter of fact, I hope they might be listening <coughs> to this, so I got to be careful what I say. But <laughs> one time, I won't say what class or when, uh, I had a student, um, and we just, like, clearly, like, outlined everything right. in the syllabus, right? Like, this is what's expected of you, this <laughs> is what you need to do, whatever the right. case is. So in our syllabus, it says... If you are absent, unexcused, you cannot make up a quiz. Right. And I had a student email me once, and they're like, um, so when can I take up, make up that quiz? And I'm like, I looked at you in the face like, when we went we, over the syllabus. We, we talked about this. We had a discussion. Come on, sweetheart. And you got like, this. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I can't make that up? I'm like, no. we just said no. <laughs> You're a smart kid. And driven, maybe not, because you were in a class. Yeah, 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 super <laughs> funny. And it's amazing how many students miss their alarm, like, all yeah, the time. I don't understand that. I don't either. I am not someone, like, who sleeps through an alarm. I set one alarm. I get up when it goes off. Like, of course, I set it for the very last possible moment. Do you really? You don't oh, set, yeah. like, two or three of them? No, no. I, I, I just wake up. Now, I can totally sleep through Matt's alarm. Can you really? It's Because so it's not yours? It's not mine. <laughs> and he used to have to get up really early in the morning. And so <laughs> I just you. could That's sleep. not my sound. <laughs> it's not. He wakes up to like the er, er, yeah. and I wake up to a radio. So He does the er, er thing. It's annoying. I wake up to my But app- I sleep through it now. I wake up to my Apple Watch. It's amazing. Doesn't it just vibrate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no. Maybe I'd Everybody up. thinks that. Everybody who I talk to is they're like, there's no way that works. And I'm like, you'd be surprised. I don't think I'd want to sleep in a watch. I don't even wear a watch. So That's a hard thing. Like, people are like, I couldn't sleep with a watch. And I'm yeah. like, it takes some getting used to. But yeah. the Do you wake up with lines on your face sometimes from your Apple Watch? From my watch? No, because <laughs> I always sleep with uh, my hand under oh, my okay. pillow. So okay. I like I like have a death grip on my that pillow. That makes a difference. Because yeah. I feel like I would wake up with, like, the Apple, like, watch lines no. on my face. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a side sleeper, so I sleep like... <laughs> I, I sleep with like, the, the, yeah, I have like a death grip on my pillow or whatever <laughs> the case is. And then when I get up, the worst thing, the worst is when you are like right in the middle of the dream and then boom, you yes. wake up. Yeah. And I'm like. That alarm goes off. You're like, what, what happened? Hold on. Because you can't restart <laughs> no! a dream. I'm like, why can't? I was winning. I was winning that life. And then it was just like, no, because, and I've tried, I've tried to close my eyes before I go back to bed. You can't, you can't revisit it. Please, God, please restart that. That was a good one. (laughs) (laughs) He won't do it though. I've asked him. He's, that's (laughs) a, that's a solid no to any prayer request. If you're like, can I restart my dream? He's like, "Mm." no, that's a one time. Get up and get stuff to do. All right. Smart, smart driven, driven college student. You know, about to enter the real world as yeah. if they're not in it already. Anyway, there's so many fallacies with this question, but hey, <laughs> I digress. Okay. Anyway, Stop go being ahead. Logical. Sorry. Um, you know, it's it's gonna be you gotta prioritize prioritize your time with mm. the Lord. That ha- like, and no matter what else you do, if you don't set aside that moment, those moments in yeah. the morning to spend time in God's Word, nothing else works. And you so. make a hard case for the morning. I do. I know I am not a, I am a take my kids to school, then come home and do it morning. Um, I, here's. Still constitutes morning though. I would say most important thing is spend time in God's word. Mm-hmm. I think scripture says a lot. It talks about in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're not going to get up and do it in the morning, do it sometime. Yeah. But I think there's something about starting your day, making that a priority, making that your focus it is amazing so side note like side story my son he's almost 12 woke up oldest middle youngest oldest okay so grumpy yesterday like he was like preteen. that was me this morning hormones hates the world hates mm-hmm. also life me this morning. it was bad i'm being transparent yeah. today <laughs> <laughs> well that was him yesterday i mean he is such an easygoing kid and he's yeah. super helpful and yesterday was not that day and he was messing around, yelling at me, whatever. Didn't get to his devotions that morning. Mm. You um, guys do devotions in the morning. We, he does. They do their personal in the morning, and mm. then we do a family one at night. Yeah. And um, or most nights, or it's five days a week. Whatever. Yeah. Yep. We try to be very consistent with that. We take Sundays off, and we take uh, we take Wednesdays, Wednesdays off. off. Yep. 
<laughs> yeah. The girls know they do not have to do devotions yeah. on Sunday. Now, Wednesday but night. they always have Sunday mornings. I don't know that we, they don't always do their personal nope. devotions, but Wednesday mornings they do. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. He was grumpy the entire day. Like it was bad. I've never, I have seen my kid this way and it nine times out of 10. It's when he doesn't get in the word first thing he got up, he got in the word this morning. He goes, man, I needed that mom. Really? So, Here's a 12-year-old recognizing, he goes, I should have done my devotions yesterday. Yeah. I, I was mean to you. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you were. Like, But it is amazing. So just I watch it in a 12-year-old, how much more, I think, for us as adults as we're walking through and we're parenting and we're going into our workplaces mm-hmm. to fix your eyes on the Lord first and foremost and start your day that way. So that, I think no matter what you do, that would be my advice to a college kid. I had a, a person um, tell me one time that the disciples didn't have um, a devotional life. And I said, they walked with <laughs> Jesus every day. Um, they got to talk with him at all points of the day. I so was like, that. come again? Yeah. Like, beg your pardon? Their entire day was a devotion. Uh, Yeah. So I think you can make a hard case for the morning. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know how people can do devotions at night like and call it that. Yeah. Because how do you give God your day when your day is done? I will say when I was in high school, I was an evening person because mm. I didn't like to get up mm. um, and all through high school and part of college, it was night. Mm. It wasn't because that's when I would do it. So yeah. I would make a hard case for just doing it. Mm-hmm. But if you can, if like get up and do it, it's so much better when it's done first thing. Yeah, I'd probably be on the same page. I I always <laughs> call my morning routine the tithing of the day. Yeah. Because I, so there's three, there's three core or periods i guess you could say in the day mm-hmm. you know or four is it four six I think hours you do four four six hours four. six twelve twelve yeah there's yeah. four quarters in the day you have six hours um so anyway i think that morning piece is so important where you need to exercise you need to be in the, um to do your devotions i think you need to pray mm-hmm. um i think you need to have some sort of journal um those are the four like things that i think are so like pivotal and crucial and um I think I would have done better in college if I would have, if I'd have done that. Yeah. Like, it, because here's the crazy thing as a college student, especially if you live on campus, mm-hmm. at least for the college that I teach at, um, everything is accessible to you for the price that you pay for tuition. Right. So you have access to the rec center. You uh-huh. have access to, um, a quiet place, you know, right. you have all these, these things. I think the hardest part for a college student is getting to bed at a, at a, a decent time which would be my partner to kind of what you said yeah if I was telling a college student I would say and I remember when our kids were little we used to always be the ones to leave Mm -hmm. like and Bethany would look at me and she would say we're always the ones to leave and I was like kids need structured Mm -hmm. I don't think we'll ever regret going to bed you know like like at a decent time now sometimes you just can't get back you know what I mean I understand that but I think for the most part um and just ministering to people and seeing the church and, and watching the church function with church people and their kids, the kids that I see thrive are the kids whose families have stuck with, like, this is our plan. Mm-hmm. This is what we're going to do. We're not going to, you know, fudge with that. Whether that be devotions, whether that be um, getting to bed, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever the case is. I think there's too many college students that, like, man, they go to bed at, like, 2, 3 in the morning, and then you have an yeah. 8 o'clock class, and their sleep schedules are all messed up, and... I know dorm life's hard, too. Isn't that, like, the purpose of the 30-minute, 20-minute nap, though? I mean, I live that life of... It is. I I, I don't disagree with you. I think there are times where Matt and I, we stayed up... Because you talked on the phone because you couldn't be in each other's dorms where we went. And we would stay up so late. And we'd have 7.30 a.m. classes. Right, right, right. So that's me at 7.30 class. It was awful. The When we finally realized you don't have to stay up till like, 3 mm-hmm. in the morning to talk to each other, yeah. you know... It did. It changes things. It, it's so much better. But some of it's just college. Yeah. Um, I, I th- don't know. I think the, you know, if if a college student's looking at me saying, hey, how do I succeed? Yeah. I think your morning routine has to be solid and your evening <coughs> routine has to be solid yeah. and everything else follows suit, you know. Um, but I know that can be kind of hard. I understand that. I think college students, too, um, just because I watch it with high school students, I'm sure you see it, mm-hmm. too. But um put your screen down and look up yeah you know what i mean like and not not up like level like look up like sky up Mm -hmm. you know like there's a lot going on around that 
around you that you're missing because you're you're saturated in your device and i think yeah. young people are kind of going away from it i don't know but uh, you it feels know, like it i i'm around the teenagers that i minister to mm-hmm. um and i'm usually pretty impressed with uh, the large majority of them that they they don't take it out like right. when we meet and so um, well, even today, like you do lunch with mm-hmm. with um, all the high school the kids. high school students. Like, yeah. what do you see? Do you see them on? No, a they're device? all interacting and talking. Yeah, um, it's very rare for us to see a device out at all during that time, which is really good. But I know, but I also see them on their devices a lot, mm-hmm. Snapchatting each other, um, texting each other as they're sitting there looking up silly videos. So yeah, it it is like get get your head out of it and mm-hmm. be present with the people you're with. Yeah. Okay. So the second part of that okay. question is, um, what part or what advice should you ignore or should they ignore? And I think this is a good question too. Man. Like, oh, what what's some know. advice that people give that they should they should totally ignore? I think I, I don't. I'm gonna say something about you need to redefine what success is. Mm. The world says success is money, big homes, lots of stuff, mm-hmm. the perfect family. Sure. Like. Ignore what the world says success is and mm-hmm. redefine what God says success is. Yeah. And so I think that would be, I think you come out of college and you're like, I'm going to get this job and we're going to get this, I'm going to get married and our marriage is going to be amazing because yeah. all marriages are awesome all the time. Rose colored glasses. Yeah. And we're going to get all this stuff and we're going to keep up with the Joneses. Yeah. And no, like you need to redefine what success is mm. and success is meditating on God's word living his word out, sharing the gospel, Mm -hmm. just keep eternity in mind. Mm -hmm. Um, You might not have the perfect job, but it's a job. It's a place God's called you. So how can you minister? Your marriage is not always going to be good Mm -hmm. Um, because I think a lot of students coming out are getting married. That's typically, you know, the progression. You go to college, you get married. Yeah. Um, Well, some of those some of those mediocre jobs are preparing you for. Absolutely. Like you should love it because. You might not have a ton of responsibility now. Like it might be a good, a good gig. And that no, like I've seen this too of, you know, you go and you, you try to get a job and and you're told no, Mm -hmm. like that no might be the best thing that ever happened to you. You don't know what God's going to do with your life. And Mm -hmm. so I just think that idea of redefining success, ignore what the world says it is. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Mine would be um, never, uh, never take suck it up like that is the worst advice i've ever heard somebody say like just suck it up i think you need to lean into your pain and you lean into your problems and you need to learn from them because so many college students just like hey just suck it up and like get through it and i'm like no it's not about the finish line it's about this yeah right now i'm learning how to swim and i'm horrible (laughs) at it (laughs) <laughs> like, oh, I am so bad at it. Where like, are you swimming at? I swim all over the place. Okay. Swim in ponds, swim in lakes. That's like, gross. You name it. Yeah. So okay. um, that was a phobia, too. I had to get over that. Because it is, it is. Like, you get in a pond. Petrifying to a open pond. water like swim. Like, they're nasty, dirty. Yeah, it's petrifying. It's open water swimming is. Uh, oh, it's hard. It's hard. It's, like, stupid hard. Yeah. So it's, like, what if you, like can't finish but mm-hmm. you don't it's yeah. it's that's a very real thing like you get out in the middle of the water and you realize like i, I gotta get back yeah like if i get out here far enough like sometimes when i first started i would just stay like on the, the edge, on like the shoreline like, yeah. you know or whatever and then you realize like your legs hit the bottom <laughs> and stuff like that like you're <laughs> like your knees i'm are a kicking. kindergartner <laughs> <laughs> you stand up it's at like your ankles yeah 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 you're like oh i wasn't <laughs> I didn't have to swim. I just walk around the lake. It's fine, you know, or whatever the case is. But um, uh, I have a buddy of mine who's who bless his heart. He's super positive. He's like trying to help me out. Like he analyzes everything I do, whatever the case is. And he's like, "Hey, man, today like I was super frustrated. I punched water today. I was so mad." And um, he's like, uh, "It'll come. Like you have to understand it's a process. And in that process, like you're you're fighting. You're, You're you're dealing with this. You're looking at your problems and mm. you're and you're realizing where you're making mistakes and some things you're making mistakes and you don't even know you're realizing mm-hmm. and he's like we'll get there we'll handle it but you're in there and you're doing the thing and he's like you have to enjoy this process right and not once has he looked at me and said suck it up yeah like not once he's he said this is a journey that you are on mm-hmm. and in that journey that you're on you have to understand that there's going to be setbacks there's going to be roadblocks and 
you're going to be frustrated. There's going to be times where that's going to happen. But with college students and even people like church people, right? I hear this all the time. Uh, just suck it up. And I'm like, no, if you lost a loved one, you need to go and you need to sit down in a chair and you need to cry yourself until mm -hmm. you like you go to sleep, you know, or yeah. if you've had like a hardship or you're in pain or uh, we have people right now who are sick mm -hmm. and I think they're getting sicker because they're trying to get better. Mm. And I'm like, you need to just this just stop and just like, OK, I'm hurting and I'm in pain. And I'm going to embrace that. Uh, a guy that I follow and listen to, I won't say his name because some people like him, some people don't. But he says, when you're going through a situation, you let your eyes adjust to the darkness. Mm. And um, he said, if you go into a room that's pitch black, you can't see anything. He's like, but if you stay in the room, he's like, you can start to see stuff. He's like, because your eyes will shift. And man, uh, I get this all the time with students. They come up to me and they're like, hey, I'm going through this thing, you know. And I used to look at them and just say, well you know, it'll pass. And I'm like, you know what? What's God teaching you through this? Yeah. And maybe this is going to be something that hangs on for a while, you know? Mm -hmm. So what are you going to do? Um, when I, I, I run every now and again, but um, a couple of runners always say like when pain hits, you, you say, um, you, you welcome it. You're mm -hmm. like, oh, my knee hurts. Well, we're going to run with a hurt knee for a while, you know, or whatever the case is. So I think it's horrible advice. Like, just suck it up. Stop it. Like, no, like embrace it, but stay in it and then learn from it and go, go from there. So right. I don't know. I hear that all the time. Any other advice, good or bad that you hear? Um, oh, I don't know. As, as you're thinking, cause I know you're processing too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I have anything extra to add. I don't know if I have any other bad advice. Um, I would say be careful listening to people who, give their credentials at the start. Ooh, that's a good one. Like when somebody comes up to me and they're like, well, I have a degree in, I'm, I'm just like, naturally nah. cautious. Great. <laughs> or somebody comes up to me and they're like, yeah, well I do this. And I'm like, uh, I don't think you need to do that, but whatever. I would say if I advice, surround yourself with people who, um, who love the Lord, who speak truth, mm -hmm. who aren't, afraid to say hard things mm -hmm. like or just maybe it's more general be careful who you surround yourself with yeah. um you said it on sunday and you've said it multiple times and i've heard it before too you're like the five people that you hang um, around you hang around that is the hardest and thing to like, hear look at that and evaluate like who are the people i'm surrounding myself with because i think the people we surround ourselves with they do they mold us and they shape us mm -hmm. whether we want them to or not so you know, are you hanging out with that group at work that maybe you shouldn't? Yeah, you're going to be with them, but are mm. they your closest people? And just yeah. be careful who you surround yourself with because they're going to be the ones offering a lot of the advice. Sidebar question. Mm -hmm. Do you think that Jesus can be one of those five people? I've all like, I don't know the answer to this, by the way. It's just always something I've thought about because whenever it comes up, I'm always like, I wonder if Jesus is one of those. Because I spend so much time in my word and right. in the Bible and stuff like that. I'm like, I'm like, Lord, are you one of I my mean, five? I guess, I guess that's a, how many times have I, like, I've taught the kids and I, I say it all the time. We want to be more and more and more and more and we go on yeah, forever yeah. like Jesus. Yeah. Okay. So surround yourself with him, mm -hmm. immerse yourself in his word listen to the things he has to teach us like that's done through time spent with him and the more time you're in god's word the more you are going to look like jesus hopefully yeah so maybe i, I don't know if i count it as know. a five or i'd be like he's the one and then i got five more i don't know <laughs> but i think it's also look at the, his ministry and his life you know he yeah. had the 12 and then he had the three and then he had the one right and i think that's a fabulous model for our lives as well as we're looking at like levels of friendship and intimacy within the people we're with yeah um modeling that after what he showed us would you say those five people need to be same sex or opposite sex or could they be both well i think your spouse needs to be in there that's your number one so that's your number one mm -hmm. and then everyone else needs to be same sex i would agree yeah i think you're you're blurring lines and there's boundaries yeah you gotta be you gotta, you gotta be, be careful really like, careful uh, yeah you can't do that sorry especially if you're yep. married anyway yeah. um and i would say if you're not married yeah, I would agree I with that. I think you got to be careful. Like, yeah, I'd agree with that. Gotta, that, that, that. That opposite sex is reserved for your spouse. Good check. I agree. Uh, nine, what are bad recommendations you hear in your profession or area of expertise? So keep in mind, um, Jessica does children's and youth mm -hmm. uh, here at Community Gospel Church. 
Um, so, Jess, bad recommendations you hear in your professions oh. or area of expertise? Yeah. Oh, man. Okay, so I'm, I'm sure you could roll for a while. On this I one. could. I'm part of Facebook, a bunch of Facebook groups yeah. um, that are children's ministry and youth ministry both. I'm I, never going to show you my Facebook groups. You would laugh. No, I would. <laughs> I will. I, They're okay, not pastor so related. Funny sure. story. You mentioned like you're part of a dog one. Uh-huh. So like I joined a dog one. Basset Hound owners of America yeah. Unite. They're so annoying. I had to Aww. hide them. I can't follow the Golden Retriever Come one. On. The Golden Retriever people just post pictures of, of their dogs all the time yeah and awesome. then i get sucked in a rabbit trail of looking at cute puppies and then yeah. i want another one i okay that has nothing to do here's with the it. worst part about being in part of a dog group though <laughs> when they post pictures when they die yeah it's uh, terrible it's the worst I, yes so i had to hide i had to hide the group because i yeah. couldn't do it anymore it's the worst uh, that <laughs> nobody prepared so me for that this bad. lady wrote like a three-page yeah. paper on like her dog, and then she's like, and then uh, they call it crossing the rainbow bridge. Yes, they do. <laughs> they do. It's, and then I'm sucked into it, and my life. Tears are rolling like, down your face. I'm, I'm reading this whole three, because yeah. they're all over the Golden Retriever. The I couldn't. I had to stop. Yeah. <laughs> and they post pictures, like, all of the them time. holding their paws. It's so bad. It's so bad. Well, or then just all the little cute puppies. And I'm like, yep. Matt, I think if we had another one, it'd be easier. And he's like, are you kidding me? At some <laughs> point, there will be another Basset Hound in my house. <laughs> like, it's going to happen. I know it's got Bethany's like, I don't think so. And I'm like, mm, yeah. uh, Frank looks like he needs he a girlfriend. <laughs> oh, you don't want a girlfriend. Then you'd have puppies. Uh, no. Nope. Okay. So <laughs> never mind. Anyways. Bad recommendations. So um, because of that, there's some that I have met, some that I've not met, some that are just big names mm-hmm. in. But I, I get a lot of my information about children's and youth and kind of the culture of yeah. the world right now and that those areas from kind of that places. Um, so you got to <laughs> narrow it down to like your top two. Yeah. Because I know you could go on this for a while. Man. OK, so right now the world's obsessed with COVID. Mm. Um, that's just it. So. Right now, the big push is you shut down all your children's ministries. Oh. It's insane how many churches are shutting down, choosing to shut down, are going back to online meeting. That is my number one, like, no, this can't happen. Did you know the church has never shut down? Like, this is the first time. I went back and did some research Ooh, on that. Like, bubonic plague, like, all that stuff. Like, and they still met. Still met. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, we should get that out more yeah. because that is really um, that's huge, especially within children's ministry mm-hmm. right now is they're all um, I hear it all. If you love if you love your students, if you love your volunteers, you'll close your doors. Man, we throw that word love around. Like, I hate the word love sometimes. And yeah. I love the word love when it's done. <laughs> you well. have a love love hate relationship. I do with it. Yeah, because yeah. I don't think the world knows what I know. The world doesn't know what love is. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that in terms of just like the over, that's a really big push right now that I'm seeing sure. in children's ministry and in churches. She said it's bad advice. Um, that's terrible advice. Yeah. I think uh, we have to meet together. Our kids are are seeking relationships with each other. They're seeking relationships with adults. They need the they need those that investment. Mm-hmm. Um, mom and dad, we need to be coming alongside mom and dad and supporting them. And so that. That's been the past two years ba- or year and a half or however long we've been in this mess that I've been watching and listening to that. And that's just been prevalent across the board for children's ministry. Mm. Um, bad recommendations in terms of youth. Oh, my gosh. What is <laughs> number one? So many. There's so many. I. <sighs> man, I think going looking at like you said, that love like. Truth is so relative, even in the Christian mm-hmm. world, and it's so sad because it's uh it's marketable. Yeah, yeah. and I, I I watch people give all this advice and and say all these things, and you should tell your students this, and I'm like, that is not what God's word says at all. Mm. And so, um, it's so much like, well, just tell them how you feel. Mm-hmm. I, I see of that a lot. Like, just just tell the kids how you feel. Yeah. I don't care how I feel. What does God say? Yeah. And so I think anytime you're bringing how I feel, my thoughts, my opinions, if they're not formulated from God's word, mm-hmm. we have a problem. So um, with teenagers, it's a lot on identity. It's mm. a lot on... Um, Really, obviously, teenagers are all about dating, and that's yeah. their world. And so you see a lot of um, 
that come into play and conversations that I see youth leaders have. And it's, we'll just love them, love them enough and it'll be fine. Mm. Or just, and I'm like, but what, well, no, no, we got to shut, we got to tell them truth. Mm. We got to point back to what God's word says. I can love them all I want, but if they don't know the truth of God's word, that's a problem. Yeah. So I don't know. I think those are like the big things that are kind of zooming mm. in the children's youth world. Yeah. And those aren't new problems either. No, not at all. I mean, it sounds like they've been around for a while. Yeah. Well, except for COVID. Yeah, the COVID one, yeah, maybe yeah. not. But um, Oh, man, bad recommendations. Uh, the worst thing that I think a pastor could ever be recommended to do is to pursue leadership. Like, that was a trap that I fell into for a long time because it's, it's just out there everywhere, like leadership books and leadership mm -hmm. things. And if you study your word, you'll be a good leader. Like, and if you push people back to the word, you'll be a good leader. And if you know your word, you'll be a good leader. Like, you'll just know what to say. It'll be, it's amazing how many times I have been, when I'm immersed in God's word and then a situation pops up, I just, I, I just say what, yeah. what the Bible says. Right. The Bible says this. And I don't hear that a whole lot in conversations anymore. I don't mm -hmm. hear like, well, the Bible says. I hear... Well, leadership, a leadership principle is, mm -hmm. you know, or something the case, something to that effect. So I think there's a lot of pastors who have kind of bought into um, pastoring is leadership. It can be, yeah. it can be leadership, but being a pastor or in ministry or a ministry head or whatever the case is, I think at the end of the day, like if somebody were to push me into a corner and say, hey, what do you want to see out of your staff and out of your um, leaders in the church, I would say they should know the word like mm. backwards and forwards. Yeah. My whole prayer and desire would be what we just said at the start of, you know, question eight, which is they would prioritize their day around yeah. the Bible, you know, and not vice versa. Right. Not, Hey God, I'm going to put you <coughs> in this spot. I'm going to put you in this spot. It's no, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that my day is right. structured around that time that I get to, to be with the Lord. And I think, what I'm seeing more and more in the ministry field, and it's not just pastoring, it's it's all over the place, right. is put God where you want to put God. And I'm like, I don't think it works like that. Mm -mm. I don't think that's how it works. So um, I think that's a bad recommendation. Uh, I don't know. I, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ruffle some feathers too. I think I'd be very careful with um, using the Sabbath as an excuse like some people do that. They're like, oh, I'm taking my Sabbath, you know, oh, okay. today or whatever the case is. And um, I'm not against taking a Sabbath and taking a day, but you just need to be flexible. Yeah, you know, absolutely. like there's there's some things that happen and transpire in ministry. And uh, I know guys would push back against that like crazy, but I don't know. So anyway. All right. Ten. In the last five years, what have you become better at saying no to? distractions invitations which kind of leads from last question yeah. and the second part of the question is what new realization and or approaches have helped and again they could be personal they could be ministry related or any other tips that you have in regards to saying no and new realizations and approaches that have helped you okay um, <laughs> that's kind of a loaded question that is a lot in there uh last five years what have i been better at saying no to do you feel I like you're getting better at it or no Mm. Can you say no to saying no? Okay, so here's the deal. There are some things that are real easy to say no to. Mm -hmm. I have like, no... Um, give me two. Like, if I... It just anything I don't want to do. Like, mm. if I don't want to do it, I'm not, I, I don't... You say no? I don't shy away from the no. The alarm. Um. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> I want to shy away from that. But I can... Like, if it's not something I want to do, I can very easily say no. I'm not, I'm not someone who's swayed by people. I don't mm -hmm. need to pe please people at all. So if it's not interesting or something you just hard pass it i out. can hard i can say no mm -hmm. i don't say no to i don't know if it's i don't say no or i just don't delegate well like mm. i am very quick to like do it yourself just do it myself mm -hmm. um do you know you're doing it yes <laughs> at least you're honest yes <laughs> and i'm like i should probably have said no to that yeah i have too many things on my plate um anything with ministry i'm terrible at saying no to yeah kid wants me to come to a soccer game yep. please jessica please 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 all right we're gonna we're gonna rework it and we're gonna be there i don't so when it comes to ministering to people and just ministry in general that i struggle with saying mm -hmm. no to so if i become better at it i'm trying 
I'm still not. At there. least you're aware of it, though. It sounds like um, you're more like you're you're becoming yeah. more aware of it. I I have had to say, like, I uh, there's a lot. Children's and youth is a lot of a lot of children and youth yeah, <laughs> in yeah. our church. Yeah. And there's a lot of spots. So I've had to learn how to say, no, I'm not going to attend this meeting. My coordinators can handle it. Or no, I'm not going to attend this. I'm going to go do this because this is something that's more beneficial for my family or right. for myself. This year I did miss some of our Sunday night teenage like youth things because I was with my kids. Mm -hmm. And so I'm learning very slowly how to say no to things that are really good mm -hmm. because there's something better yeah. or there's something that God has said your family's first. So you need to say no to some of these ministry opportunities. So I think ministry is the area I struggle saying no to the most. I'm, feel like I've improved a tiny bit do I could I say that I've really gotten better at it I don't know if I can go that far but I think that's the realization right like at least your oh. approach the second part of the question is you know what new realizations or approaches has helped and this is where it's funny like with these 10 questions or 11 questions is I think this is where prayer kicks in mm -hmm. because when you start praying about things yep. you know what have you become better at saying no to whether that's a distraction or an invitation sometimes it's it's just like in my prayer life, God's like, hey, I, I don't want this in your mm -hmm. life. So let's move that kind of yeah. out of the equation, you know, for whatever reason. But I don't think that's a bad thing. So it, you kind of answered the question, yeah. like, excuse me, both questions, you know, at the same time. What would you what would you advise or like what was the what would be the tip? Yeah. For um, somebody who's who struggles with that same thing. I think recognize there are a lot of good things mm. there are a lot of good things mm -hmm. they're not all godly right and they're not all where god has called you well, that's good and so i think um trying to determine what that is this is a really good thing mm -hmm. but god has called me to be a spouse be a wife right. to love my husband well and so maybe this thing isn't going to happen even though it's really good and i think uh part two of that suggestion is realize sometimes when you do the good thing that's not the best thing for you mm -hmm. you're taking away someone else's best thing mm. so just be aware of that um how you determine that i think like you said prayer. it's prayer it's um time in god's word praying for discernment and wisdom mm -hmm. um it's pausing before you answer mm. so someone asks super you, tough yeah and not just giving an immediate yes sometimes it drives me crazy when people are like i'm gonna go pray about that i'm like but are you really yeah but i do think there is value in saying i'm not sure i can answer that right now yeah um and taking a taking a beat and taking mm. a moment so yeah we said that on sunday you know like there's so many people who struggle with things and in regards to temptation mm -hmm. or whatever the case is and i'm like you realize god will give you a way out yeah like if you say you know i, I ate my words uh the other day i had a uh an individual ask me to do something and i said yes and i couldn't do it and i felt so bad because i went back on my word and yeah. i was like uh, i can't i can't do this and i said you know what i should have told you maybe <laughs> and right. I didn't. I said yes. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry about that because I went back on my word and uh, I just couldn't do it. You know, yeah. there was nothing that was couldn't that could be done. Um, but th the reason I felt bad was not because I couldn't do it. It was because I said, you know, yeah. like you wouldn't be in this situation if you would have just said maybe, you know. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Um, oh, man. What have I become better at saying no to? Uh, I don't know if there's anything like I'm super bad at saying no to. Uh <laughs> I, I think I think the the one thing that rises to the surface is uh, and it's it's not a, a person I'm so bad at saying no to a device mm -hmm. like and like right now it'd probably be my phone like uh, when that thing goes off Bethany laughs she's like you run to that thing like nobody's business and right now we just have so many people who are right. sick and we have so many people who are in the hospital and so and I can't go visit so that's my only lifeline, yeah. you know, to them is is to be able to answer that text when it comes in or whatever the case is or that call that comes mm -hmm. in. And there's been a couple of nights where she's like, hey, we're going to go do devotions as a family and you're on the phone, you right. know, and part of that she understands is what I do. But I don't think we realize that 10 minutes isn't going uh, to there are some times when right. it's it's immediate and this right. is an emergency. But most of those times. They can wait. Few and far in between, yep. you know. So, I think I think that's a big one. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I don't know if I have any tips on how to become better at that, but <laughs> I think you're like you're saying, 
I think you just have to realize it. Realization uh-huh. is part of it, but realization is so funny because it's like the passage of scripture that says, um, you know, you have head knowledge, but you don't have right. heart application. I think realization is like, I'm aware of it, yeah. but I'm not going to do anything <laughs> to change it. <laughs> and I think that's where I have to pray and be like, okay, God, I'm aware yeah. of this, but I don't know how to fix it. Right. So what do I do to fix this? Yeah. You know, and I think Absolutely. that's where it stuff. All right. Last one. When you feel overwhelmed or unfocused or have lost your focus temporarily, what do you do? I, I feel like this is like the give me answer. I, I will be honest. I, I can get this way very easily at times. Um, just overwhelmed or very dry. Like what is, why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. Um, or just usually it's an overwhelmed feeling. It is nine times out of 10 because my devotional life has not been personal. Mm. And I being in ministry uh, what we open our Bible every day sure. at easily without even having to do personal devotions. I mean, by the time you're like, I teach um, multiple times a week. So I'm always prepping for lessons, which is from God's word. Um, I pray with my kids every day, multiple times a day. Devotions with the kids. Devotions with the kids. I can do all of that and still not have a personal time with, mm-hmm. with the Lord. There's a lot of truth to that. Um, and I can justify I'm in God's word. <laughs> I have to get this lesson done. I'm studying this book of the Bible, yet it's not personal. Mm -hmm. And so nine times out of 10, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, it's because I have let the personal side. um, So what do you do? Slip away. I got to get back in God's word. Mm. Um, There was a couple moments this summer. I had a very intense summer. If you've listened to the past podcast, you've heard, you heard a lot of what was going on. And I remember just being on my knees before God going, I can't. Mm-hmm. And I think he was like, I know. good. <laughs> like, that's where I want you. I yeah. want you in this moment of, I can't, because now you're going to realize I, I, I can, yeah. like God can. And he, so I just, when I'm in that moment, it is just a, I got to get back to my, mm. that personal surrender. I'm overwhelmed because I took on too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to do it on my own. I'm trying to control the situation. And so I, I got to give it back to God. So what do you do tangibly, though? Like you're yeah. overwhelmed or, I mean, I know you got to get back into it, but how do you get back into just it? Just do it. You just, just do, do it. do it. Suck it Suck up. Suck it up. <laughs> no, it, but I think it's that step. It's that, it's, yeah, maybe it's like, it's it, it's saying, okay, it's acknowledging. Mm-hmm. I, di- I, I God, I took control again. Yeah. It's not doing so well. Mm-hmm. And it's just taking that step. It's opening up my word. It's usually it's time spent in prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, because if I'm truthful, that's the area that I struggle with the most. And so it's, it's lots of journaling my prayers more than I normally would. Um, it, it is a very, I pot, my posture is huge. Mm. Um, I'm really big on, I'm going to kneel mm-hmm. before you because yeah. I have a chair. I love my chair. My chair is awesome. I know about this chair. Yeah, my chair is my chair that I do all of my work and devotions in. Yeah. But there are times that I just need to kneel. Mm-hmm. And so I think posture matters. And I know that seems abstract, but, man, when you just kind of – I'll put on music and I'll just sit there. And but it's not like, abstract. I mean, people don't sleep sitting up. No, they you, don't. You know, oh, some people do. But well, yeah. I mean, you go to bed, right? Yeah. Like you posture you yourself put, yep. by putting yourself in bed. And so I think finding that posture of surrender, because mm-hmm. if I'm overwhelmed, it's because I'm trying to do something that I have not been called to do. Mm-hmm. So, or I'm trying to do it on my own and take control. So that's kind of what I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you know when you're overwhelmed? Like, how do you, how do you get that awareness when you, you're like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you're unfocused. I think you feel it. I mean, everything feels weighty. Everything feels, it's hard. Mm. I think when things are really hard, when things are, when you feel so burdened down, hmm. that's a problem. Like, that's yeah. not, that's not who God has, that's not how God has called us to live. He has not called us to feel burdened. In fact, he says, cast your cares on me. Mm-hmm. Um, my burden is light or your burden is light. You know, his, he takes it all. Sure. Like, I think when you feel that, that heaviness, mm-hmm. that's when you've, you realize I, I'm maybe doing some stuff I'm not supposed to be doing, or I'm not doing it in the way I'm supposed to be doing it. Right. Um, that's usually how I can tell. Yeah. Or I just feel discouraged. Like mm. there's discouragement there. I get real short with people. Yeah. Like I, I can always tell when I'm, I'm overwhelmed because I just snap. I'm yeah. like, and it's not, 
I should be, I should backtrack that. It's not people. It's my family. Absolutely. Like, because my family's so safe. You know yep. what I mean? Like, what are you going to do? You're going to leave? They're not going to leave. Right. Um, but other people it's like hey how's it going and then like sit down and right. <laughs> like why yeah. why are you guys being ridiculous or whatever the case is or you know bethany will be like hey did you get this done i'm like i i'm working on it <laughs> <laughs> right and i think i just get so like i'm like oh oh we're yep. we're, we're you know kind of wound up or whatever the case is um oh man or if i lost my focus uh what do i do i don't know um I would say, I would say that I work out, but I don't know if that's it. I don't know if I work out for that reason. I work out to keep my focus, not to like when I'm overwhelmed or whatever the case is. I think some people do that though. Some people do, but I think, I think you're using it like a drug when that happens Mm -hmm. because you're expecting, I think anything that is physical needs to be consistent. We have a lady that lives in our neighborhood. She walks around the block like religiously. Um, and I know if I haven't seen her, she's probably not having a good day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but the, her, her, and it's not intense either. Like her yeah. intensity and my intensity are totally different things, but that's her like physical, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And she's walking around the block and she, she loves it, you know, and I can tell she's praying and doing her thing or whatever the case is. So uh, great. You know, like I high five her every single time I see her because I'm like, good for you. Way to get out there, you know, or whatever the case is. So I don't think that's when you're overwhelmed or unfocused i think that just needs to be a constant and consistent Mm -hmm. in your life you just need that you need to you need to move like god made you to move but um when i'm overwhelmed or unfocused i think this was the hardest part about uh like 2019 2020 was so many things that we were consistently going to shut down Mm. and whether that's like um looking forward to a conference or Mm -hmm. you know we're headed to sing here in a little bit you know or getting away or whatever the case is i think uh, for me, at least, I, I think I have to change scenery mm. and I have to get into another spot. You're going to laugh at this, but I'm notorious for changing my office. Like, oh, <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> and I'm notorious for like <laughs> switching things up or whatever the case is. And I go from like kind of one consistency to another and I just chalk it up as the seasons changed. Mm-hmm. So there's some reason sometimes that happens just because I'm overwhelmed and I'm, uh, I can't focus. And so it's like, OK, we're going to change scenery. Oh, yes. We know. (laughs) (laughs) I'll be like, hey, Bethany, what's going on with Jordan? His office changed again. Oh, just pray. Okay. (laughs) Bethany, Bethany knows like if I'm organizing something or like being a home gym owner or whatever the case is, she's like, when you, when you switch things up, you're Mm -hmm. you're probably thinking, yeah, she's like either you're, you're getting to the point where you're getting back to being focused or you're in that process of being focused. Like, we talked about it last week, but organization is kind of like that to right. me. You know, if I can organize something, um, yeah, I think that's – and uh, you talked about it a little bit, but some of the questions I ask, and maybe it's just being a believer that we ask these questions. Uh, we have it here at the church. Like, we ask why sometimes up to yeah. five times. And I always ask myself, like, why did I do that? Like, why did you Why did you do that? Why did you say that to that person? Why did you say it in that way? Why did you do, uh, like uh, – I don't know. It's, it's little things like, why did you have that show on? You know what I mean? Is there something going on inside that you felt like you needed to watch that or whatever? And I'm not talking about unwholesome stuff. I'm just talking about like little things. Um, or uh, some people are like, well, that's overthinking. I don't, I I think you need to overthink. I think you really do. I think there's, there's a good case to be made when you're thinking and processing on why you did what you did. You can, identify if you're overwhelmed you can identify if you're unfocused and then if you're really transparent with that and you're allowing somebody else into that conversation like Bethany and I have this conversation all the time I'll I'll run that grid through her and she'll be like what about this what about this what about this Uh usually one of those three she's right on yeah you know so or just there's one of your five friends right? right like you run that through a grid with them hey this is where I'm at right now this uh-huh. is what I feel do you feel like I'm overwhelmed do you feel like I'm unfocused mm-hmm. you know on what what I'm doing or imbalance maybe is a better yeah. word I don't know so I think transparency needs to happen and take place with other people that you trust yes and I think you need to kind of like always over like I say overthink but that's probably a bad word for it yeah I think you I, I think maybe it's I think you can, I think you just need to think, 
I think people just need to think because I don't want because I don't think you should overanalyze everything to death because mm-hmm. some people do that. So you have to be careful that you're not stuck in that um, that rut of overanalyze. You know, I overanalyze every single conversation mm-hmm. or every single interaction. And did I do the right thing? But I do think you need to think like just engage your brain and think yeah. about things for sure. Of the 11, what was your favorite question? Oh, um, man, how long has it been since we've done the beginning? (laughs) Nothing on the beginning because I don't remember. You almost had like a month. I know. Jeez. Of processing this. Um, I think I like, I think I like the last one. Um, I think that was a really good one. Um, just, I think we, the world tends to feel very overwhelmed a lot. And so if you can figure out how to get out of that. Hmm. Um, I think that's a good one. Uh, I like the billboard one. I thought that was fun. Yeah. Like what, what would, what would be my words to the world type thing? So. <laughs> I like them all. I, th- I think they're great. Um, and I think if you start asking these to other people, I think you can get to the heart of kind of where they're at and you can see where people's priorities lie. Yeah. I mean, how many times do we come to the gospel just from, yeah. you know, I think every single one of those questions yep. can point somebody to the gospel and, it, uh, part of the reason to to go through these 11 is that we have the ability to take what is secular to point it back to sacred. Right. And you need to get uh, into the point with conversations where, man, this let's go past the weather. Absolutely. Know? Ask good questions. Ask tough questions. Yeah. I asked a guy the other day, I said, I'm sorry, I'm really naturally curious person. Do you mind if I just ask you a couple questions? And he was like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I, I think people like to talk about themselves. Oh yeah, like they love to talk about themselves. Mm-hmm. So I think they'll they'll open up. Um, and you get, I don't know. I'm so past. I don't have time for nonsense conversations. Mm-hmm. And so like it helps. Like things like this, or I mean, there's other questions that just help you get to the nitty gritty and see what really makes a person tick. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we the gospel, God's word, meditating on it. I mean, those are the things that make us tick. And it, I think it came out in what we said. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you get a really good heart check on some other people. I agree. Hey, hit us up. Let us know. Uh, drop um, a comment in the comments on um, our Facebook page or um, shoot us a message and let us know. Um, until next time, I'll talk to you again real soon. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Community Gospel Church podcast. If you would like to support this ministry financially, simply log on to communitygospelchurch.com and click the Contribute tab.